Hello and welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Tuesday, May 23rd, 2023. I'm Mike Kachopoli. All right, how's everyone doing tonight? How's everyone doing on this Tuesday night? Hey, I think this is the eve of the big announcement. From what I hear, Ron DeSantis is going to announce, let's see, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific time. Tomorrow, Wednesday, the 24th, that he's running for president. He's going to do this on Twitter, on the Twitter spaces with Elon Musk. So this will be a different kind of announcement. You know, someone using Twitter to announce a presidency. And this is good because we know the reach of Twitter, right? We know. We know the reach of Twitter. We know when Tucker Carlson put up videos there, they were, you know, whatever, 15, 20, 30, so many millions of viewers. So Twitter is a good place to do it. It's smart. It really is smart. It's also reaching kind of a younger audience than you would if you did the usual announcement, you know, and the usual networks aired it. So it should be interesting. It should be interesting to see how it goes. I wouldn't expect any kind of spectacular thing. It's just going to be an announcement on Twitter Wednesday evening, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific time. So it should be an interesting day. It really will. We'll see how how uh, Trump responds, how apoplectic Trump gets over this whole thing, you know. Um, so this this is going to be, this is it now. This is game on. This will be game on. This will really be the official beginning of the campaign season. This will be the official beginning of the, uh, of the primary season. Um, it's going to be a big day. And of course, tomorrow night, on the podcast, we'll be uh, talking about it. You know, one thing that always amazes me is that, you know, and I talk about this a lot, the hypocrisy of both parties. It's not just the Democrats, right? We've seen a lot of it over the last three years in the Democratic Party, this incredible hypocrisy. But, you know, you have plenty of Republicans talking about how Biden's old, right? He's too old. We can't keep doing this. We can't have presidents who are 75, 80 plus years old. Yet these same people, many of them don't even think about Donald Trump when it comes to that. And he's what? He's going to be 77 years old. So he'd be what? 78 when he took office. So it's entirely hypocritical of Trump supporters to say, oh, Joe Biden is too old, but Donald Trump's a spring chicken. It's ridiculous. It's, It's a matter of two or three years. It's nothing. So this is the insanity of the MAGA of the Trump supporter of this cult of Trump. It's a cult and they can't see, we've talked about this with Democrats, how they can't see when they're in the cult, they can't see the truth, right? They just know what their, what their, what their cult says, what their cult leaders say, and they cannot see reality. And this was the cult of COVID, you know, it was the cult of mask, it's the cult of uh, vaccine, but in this MAGA cult, And that's what it is. They just can't see the truth. They can't see the reality of the situation. This is another old white guy. So if you're going to criticize Biden and the Democrats for running old people, then you have to also drop Donald Trump. But they can't drop Donald Trump. Ron DeSantis is what is he? 35 years younger than than uh, than Ron DeSantis. Right. He's 35 years younger That, that Ron DeSantis is 35 years younger than Donald Trump. Okay. 
it, it's, it's obvious that this is the guy to go with. So you see Republicans saying, oh, RFK Jr., why can't Democrats take this younger alternative? He's like not even 10 years. Is he 10 years younger than Biden? That's about it. This guy's 35 years younger than Trump. It's obvious this is the future. This is the de, de future, right? To use what the, what the MAGA likes to do with DeSantis' last name. This is the future. Not Donald Trump. Donald Trump's the past. But they just can't get past the cult of Trump. I'm so tired of this cult. I'm tired of, I'm tired of both sides of the equation here, the absolute hatred of the left and the absolute adoration of the Trump supporters. I'm tired of it. I don't want four more years of this. I really don't. I don't want four more years of drama. I don't want four more years of, of this uh, Trump derangement syndrome, both of the right-wing kind and the left-wing kind. I really just want them to go away. I want someone who can talk about the issues where it's not I want the drama to be the normal drama, okay? You know the normal drama, Republicans versus Democrats. That's never going to change, right? But that's fine. That's the normal drama. But I don't want this added drama of indictments, and, and, and hookers and porn stars and, and denying elections and all this crap that comes along with Trump and his supporters and his, 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 his childishness, right? his child. He's a big fucking child. That's what he is. And he's not a serious person and he shouldn't be taken seriously. And so it really bothers me when I see people on the right who I, I agree with much of what they say when it comes to issues when it comes to, you know, abortion, when it comes to uh, Second Amendment, when it comes to freedom of speech, when it comes to wokeness. But then they are in this uh, cult Trump, this Trump cult, where it, it they cannot see what a moron this guy is. I mean, he's a big fucking moron. He is. There's no getting around that. That's what he is. And they can they can laugh and they go, oh, he talks straight. And I think he's funny when he makes fun of people and blah, 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 blah. And it's so refreshing to see a president making fun of people and, you know, and, and being a regular guy. It's so stupid. The whole thing is idiotic. The whole idea is so dumb. You know, oh, he says what I think. If he I think someone's fat, he calls him fat. Oh, I love him for that. But he's the fucking president. He's the president. There's a difference between you and the president. Okay, there's a pr difference between you and your buddy at a ball game and the fucking president of the United States. Why can't you see that? Because you're in a cult. If it was a Democrat doing it, they would see it. But they're in a cult. They're in the cult of Trump. So when you're in the cult of Trump, he can do no wrong. When you have Trump derangement syndrome of the left wing kind, he can do no right. And it's this incredible drama that comes along with this guy that he loves, by the way. He loves the drama. He loves being loved. He loves being a cult figure. And he loves being hated. This is what he likes. This is what these people who have these sociopathic tendencies, this is what they like. And um, he loves it. He, he, he gets off on it. He really does. And it's just it's amazing to me how they cannot see. They keep on talking about how well he's going to do in a primary. Who cares? I've said this a million times. Who cares that he's doing well in the primary? You know, just a few months ago in the midterms, Trump's candidates did incredibly well in the primary. They barreled through their opponents in the primary. Then they got shellacked in the general election. That's exactly the blueprint for Trump. 
do very well in a primary and get shellacked, just like all of his candidates got shellacked because he's tainted in a general election. His brand is poison when it really matters in a general election. So who gives a shit? That he can do well in the primary. They keep on talking as though because he can do well in the primary means he's going to win in a general election. When, of course, that's totally asinine. We just saw what happened with his brand. His brand is poison when you bring in Democrats and independents. But they're in a cult and they can't see that. They can't see it. And so we're going to continue to get this cult of Trump, where no, it doesn't matter who's running against him, doesn't matter if they're a better candidate, doesn't matter if they're a better general election candidate, doesn't matter if they have better ideas, it doesn't matter if they're better people, it doesn't matter if they're three decades younger. We want Trump. We want Trump. It's so fucking dumb. But there's going to be a lot of that, right? There's going to be a lot of that playing out, where it's basically and it's this incredible like stupidity from Trump like Nikki Haley gets in right and he welcomes her in you know Rick Scott gets in and he puts out this fluffy twitter about how wonderful Rick Scott is and then he says the most childish stupid fucking thing that well you know Rick Scott's a great candidate unlike Ron DeSantis, unlike Ron DeSanctimonious, well, obviously, he's a child. This is what a child says. Oh, this guy is my big competitor, so I got to bash him, but I'm going to welcome everybody else. So obviously, he's going to welcome Nikki Haley because he doesn't see Nikki Haley as a threat to him. He's going to welcome Tim Scott because Tim Scott's got 1% in polls, and he's no threat to him. But Ron DeSantis is a threat to him. But a real adult will deal with that straight on and not say that Rick Scott is a better candidate than Ron DeSantis. That Rick Scott has greater accomplishments than Ron DeSantis. You're making shit up because you're a fucking child. You're a fucking child. And you can't deal with someone who's a threat to you and real competition. So it's so easy to see through big fat orange man that Nikki Haley and Rick Scott, Tim Scott, whatever his name is, Rick or Tim, Tim Scott, not Rick Scott, is no threat to him. And Ron DeSantis is. So instead of saying that, instead of saying, well, I think Ron DeSantis is my is my biggest uh, you know opponent in this. He says stupid shit like Rick Scott's a great candidate. Not like DeSantis. Not like DeSantis. He's such a fucking infant. He's a fucking infant. Why do we want an infant to be president again? And what fucking party would want a guy to be president who's a lame duck as soon as he wins? And in four years, you have an open seat again instead of someone who can be president for eight years and is an incumbent in four years. Why would you want an open seat in 28 instead of an incumbency in 28? None of it makes any sense, but it doesn't matter because it's the cult of Trump. So it doesn't make it doesn't have to make sense. It doesn't have to make sense. They just want some kind of weird, sick revenge through Donald Trump, which they're never going to get. All they're going to get is another general election loss and more fucking egg on their face from this lifetime loser. So who do I support? Is, am, I, am I making it clear? I think I'm making it pretty clear who I support. Making it pretty clear. And I've said this before. I've said this before. Trump lost to Hillary Clinton by 3 million votes. He lost to Joe Biden by 7 million votes. He lost by 10 million votes to two of the worst candidates the Democrats have put forth in about 100 fucking years. He lost. Do you understand that? 
More people in this country wanted Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden to be president than Donald Trump. I don't care about the Electoral College, which he lost one out of two times also. So he lost the popular vote both times. He lost the Electoral College half the time. He's a fucking loser. He's a loser. Who loses by 10 million votes to Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden? Do you think Ron DeSantis would have lost by 10 million votes to Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden? He lost. He lost the popular vote both times by millions of votes. Remember, George W. Bush lost the popular vote by a half million votes. And that was a big deal back then. They were saying, oh, my God, he lost by 500,000 votes and he's the president. Well, Trump lost by three million and then seven million. And his candidates just got crushed in November. Everyone he touched lost. Well, I hate to be so dour on the eve of this big announcement, but people need to understand the truth here. I mean, there's just facts matter. Facts matter. All this stuff matters. All these, all these numbers matter. They all matter. Donald Trump polls horribly with independence. Horribly with independence, which is why he lost a popular vote twice. He lost a popular vote twice. I'll say it again. He lost a popular vote twice. But they're in the cult. They're in the cult. And they have this belief that that this guy is like a god to them. He's like a god to them. It is. He's like a god to them. And we've seen this. There's a sickness that comes along with this kind of thing, right? These people have the cult of Fauci, the cult of Trump. When you have a cult mentality, when someone is like a demagogue, that's a, a big problem. And when when there are people who uh, draw that kind of stuff, when they draw that kind of adoration, uh, despite the facts, despite evidence, despite anything, like a Tony Fauci or Donald Trump, that's a problem. That's a problem. And when you look at these people, you see they're incredibly flawed, but there's something about them that invites a cult in, right? This cult-like mentality, this cult-like leadership, this cult-like magnetism that these people have. And it's, it's incredibly dangerous. It's incredibly dangerous. And I've never understood it. I've never understood. I've always been the people who I like the most. I'm the toughest on, right? I was a Bernie Sanders supporter, and now I'm very tough on him, right? And uh, that's why I find it's like if I if I'm gonna if I like you, I'm gonna be very tough on you, right? But I guess when you're in a cult, you can't be that way with the cult leader. Everything they do is perfect, right? They can't do any wrong whatsoever, and so it that amazes me because I see Trump making one misstep after another, right? And yet his cult thinks he's doing everything right, and I don't understand that. I really don't. Uh, his whole campaign strategy is bad. This whole campaign strategy of pretending Ron DeSantis has no accomplishments, pretending he's like hated in Florida is so fucking stupid. And yet these cultists on Fox News and other people 
who are Trump cultists can't seem to see that. And they keep saying the stupid thing that this is the best they've ever seen Trump in any campaign. What are they talking about? What are they talking about? It's idiotic. It's idiotic to say the opposite of reality, to say the opposite of reality. But when you're a child, all you know is to attack. That's it. That's all you know is to attack in a very childish manner, immature manner. And that's what we see. That's what we see Trump doing all the time, Donald Trump. It's a constant. It's constant. Trying to alter reality, right? Trying to alter reality and say all of a sudden now, the guy who loved Ron DeSantis forever, the guy who moved to his state, the guy who praised him when he moved there, all of a sudden he's saying the opposite of all that, that he's horrible, that Democratic governors are better, that everyone hates Ron DeSantis, that he's a failure. I mean, you loved him for so many years. He just won by a million and a half votes in Florida. You're doing what the Democrats are doing. You're pretending that he's disliked when he's the most loved governor in history of the state of Florida. Because you're a child. Only a a sociopathic child with low self-esteem can't admit that someone else has done a good job. It doesn't mean you can't run for the same office as that person. It doesn't mean you can't try to make the argument that you're better, although I believe he's not. But it's not the reason why you can't try to make the argument that you're a better candidate in a general election than Ron DeSantis. But to just be a child so immature and to deny reality, what everyone, both Democrats, independents, everyone, Republicans know, is that Ron DeSantis has been an incredibly successful governor. People love it in Florida. He just won by 19 points. People are moving in droves there from California to New York. And you're pretending like none of that's have ever happened. And you've never praised Ron DeSantis for any of that. Because you are an immature child and the people who vote for you are occultists and you can do no wrong. Hey, Bill, how's it going on this Tuesday evening, Wednesday morning, depending on where you are? Hey, hey Mike, can you hear me okay? Yes, loud and clear. Well, I, you know how I see Trump. Um, um, let's say you're singing to the choir. Um I think it's unfortunate that people can't peel back the veil. And even for one thing, when you look at somebody's cabinet members, they appoint those people because of ideology, policy making that's going to ensue. And Trump had, by 2020, his cabinet was full with like up to 70 Council of Foreign Relations Trilateral Commission, uh, I'm naming off the globalists, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, right. Bilderberg Group, uh, let's see, Davos, that would be WEF Group members, central bankers, um, and let's name a few of the most popular people. No, Steve Mnuchin, the foreclosure king. Uh, he was uh, one West Bank CEO who Kamala Harris went to go after when she was AG of California. He had a horrific record of automatic foreclosures on people during the housing 
across um, 2008, um, like Enron, IndyMac, um, uh, Countrywide, I'm just, Lehman Brothers, remember the whole scandal? Yes. IndyMac um, was part of that. And when those banks were able to sell their assets off, the way that that, uh, that went down was really scandalous because the, 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 our government um, guaranteed that, let's say they bought an asset, you know, one of, one of the loans. You know what I mean? Let's, okay, so what I'm trying to say is IndyMac went down, uh, one West Bank bought them. Okay, there's a perfect example. Mnuchin was head of One West Bank, CEO. That's my recollection. What happened there was all the people who bought those assets, all the different assets by different companies were guaranteed that even if they failed, the U.S. government would would cover it. You see? So, but what Mnuchin did was they had a, a problem back in those days, if you remember, where companies were doing automatic foreclosure scam. They weren't uh, working through the HAMP modification process properly. Right. Yes. And they were railroading people. And the reason they did that, it, it was incentivized for the servers. All right. For example, you have um, Fannie Mae, who owned many of those loans. And then the servers were the banks like IndyMac. You follow? Mm -hmm. So IndyMac didn't own the loan. The way it was incentivized by the government and the HAMP modification program, those banks made more money by foreclosing than by refinancing. It was weird that they, they incentivized the foreclosure process, the, the uh, HAMP modification program. And so right. this is, and you have to ask yourself, how does that happen? Well, because I contend it's not, it's, we live in an inverted totalitarianism named by, by Sheldon Wallen in the book, Democracy Incorporated. <laughs> We're run by the transnational banks, uh, corporations um, of all kinds. Even I would argue the Catholic and Mormon churches have a lot of pull in policymaking. And um, there's a study, the Princeton, let me think, Northwestern study, 20-year study, on bills that went before Congress. It was Professor Gillens and Page, respectively. And thumbnail version is, based on that 20-year study, your vote makes no difference. In other words, you vote for a congressman or woman, they get in office, and your vote doesn't matter uh, pursuant to that 20-year study because well, you, you follow? Going back to what you're saying with Trump, mm. where... You know, he promised to to drain mm -hmm, the swamp. Mm -hmm. With what cabinet members, with with, with which people, did he surround himself exactly. with? That he brought into the did he drain the swamp? Mm -hmm. None. Right. They were all swamp creatures. Yeah, exactly. Right. They were, I mean, how are you not? John Bolton yeah. is draining the I, swamp. I, you're saying it. I'm like, yes, yeah. No, that's what yeah. I'm saying. But he said I that. Know. He said he was going to drain the swamp. That was a very popular mm -hmm. and effective slogan mm -hmm. in 2016 mm -hmm. okay drain the swamp i'd say that the reason why he he just snuck by in the electoral college even though hillary clinton beat him by three million votes in the popular vote was because of that slogan drain the swamp oh, yeah. i think that actually put him over the top but what swamp did he drain no i, I mean it's not like 
it's not like he went like um, outside the box and brought in all these people who have been railing against the deep state to be in his cabinet. He basically brought in the deep That's state. Exactly right. <laughs> so I have no idea. And they and these morons in the in the in the cult of Trump mm-hmm. continue to say he drains the swamp. What swamp did he drain? I mean, once again, but this is it, Bill. This is what we've talked about. This is, you know, in the last year and a half, I've had this podcast. And even before that, I mean, I, I rail on on Twitter and such about the cult of COVID. And we have all these facts about this and we have all these facts about that. But none of it mattered because of the cult. And this is the same thing we see with Trump. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They still believe that he is this big outside the mainstream, outside the establishment hero who's going to come in and and drain Washington of this putrid swamp. And he had four years to do that, and he didn't do any of it. Right, exactly. Exactly. You look at who he appointed and what policies they enacted and what happened over four years, you have, to not do that is completely illogical. It's buying into the cult, uh, which is a slogan. Uh, well, we had the same thing with Obama, hope and change. And then you look at the, what he did. Well, yeah, of course. This yeah, is, we know that. We know how that yeah. went. We know how that went. So you, you know. can name a couple other cabinet Well, So you have Stephen Newton, Treasury Secretary, who was a, a – he was – a big banker who, well, the look at the way that um, the CARES Act went down. If you're behind more than two years on your taxes if, um, in the CARES Act, you could be foreclosed on during the pandemic. You know, if you had a business. Yes. And that's exactly what happened to the Spoken Wheel building that the estate, going to the estate, held the note. The young fellow who had worked, well, I say young fellow, 20, 50-year-old now, he started for us in his late, you know, when he was old enough in his teens and he worked for us for 30 odd years and he bought the building and they foreclosed during the pandemic because they foreclosed on that. This has happened during the Trump administration. They foreclosed on that building, Mike, the city for 51,400. It was appraised two years before the pandemic for $225,000. Incredible. They yeah. stole the, they stole the equity, of the city of Bridgeport. He was buying it. And what kind of bill is that to pass? Now, he's not entirely responsible because Trump, but he's the president. And he could have vetoed the bill and said, hey, no, we're not going to allow. This is not the time to drive the nail in the coffin for these small businesses that have been struggling. You know, there's a reason they're struggling, you know, economically. And uh, we need to maintain our, well, the small businesses were 60% of an economy. 50% of them reports are through COVID closed permanently. That's what I've read. Yes. Right. Why? Well, hey, but look who made big money. The billionaires, they got the Waltons, they got a hell of a lot richer. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And then, yeah. of course, then we hit then we hit COVID in March of 2020. What, what does Trump do? He brings in one of the biggest <laughs> swamp creatures in the history of swamp creatures and Tony Fauci. Yep. To run yeah. everything, right? I mean, a total NIH, you know, not a doctor, no, a politician. Right. 
He didn't bring in a doctor. He brought in, he could have brought in Scott Atlas, a real doctor. He could have brought in Jay Bhattacharya and Marty McCarry, real doctors. But he brought in this political swamp creature and Tony Fauci. And look at what happened. And there was no standing up against lockdowns. The president, Donald Trump, what, what, what happened to the tough guy with the bully pulpit, right? Yeah. The tough guy with the bully pulpit. Why didn't he use that bully pulpit to go after Democratic governors who were locking everything down and forcing everyone to wear masks? Why didn't he do that? He didn't do it. He didn't do anything. He stood by with his thumb up his ass. Oh, and worse than that, when the evidence started to come out, that even the Brazilian president uh, pivoted and said he made a mistake. What was his name? He didn't get reelected. The right wing Brazilian guy. I'm having a senior moment here. Bolsonaro. Yeah, he he at one point said, you know, that uh, he felt he had been misled, and uh, he for any policies that he allowed to squeak through on on the vaccine, uh, and so it, Trump has never pivoted. He still tops the vaccine as a lifesaver. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. To the, once again, this is his inability to actually, like, um, understand reality. Mm-hmm. And what even what his, even with Republican voters believe, I mean, most Republican voters, whether they're for him or DeSantis, believe DeSantis is a great governor. Okay, that's all they've done. Mm-hmm. Is, is 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 talk about how great Ron DeSantis has been over the last three years, okay? And on top of that, all these people are against the vaccine. Many people didn't take the vaccine. Many Republicans did not take the vaccine. And then you have this guy who is now saying, oh, Donald, Ron DeSantis is a terrible governor and the vaccine was great. Things that, forget about the other party, people even in your own party know it's total bullshit. Right. But he's such a child. He's so insecure that he can't say he did anything wrong. And he can't admit another Republican may have done some good things. An opponent of his may have done some good things. That, trust me, Bill, those flaws will be the end of him. Okay. Because people are going to say, come on, man, stop. Yeah. You, you st- we don't want to hear you bash DeSantis. And we don't want to hear you tout Operation exactly. Warp Speed and the vaccine. It's total bullshit. That's how I see But he won't be able to help himself. He won't be able to help himself. I, you know, especially when you have Joseph Latipo, who's a Harvard graduate in Florida, the Surgeon General, citing the numbers and saying, look, the incident of myocarditis with the Moderna, I believe it was the Moderna shot. That's my recollection, because he said there were two different ones. But one of them was the incidence of heart myocarditis and pericarditis was five times higher from the vaccine than from the COVID. And that's after you know they ran the numbers in Florida. Like, well, this is not um, for people, for men of working age. Uh, let me think. I think it was 40 and under down to 16 for that cohort. The risk-benefit analysis did not play in favor of the vaccine after they ran their analysis. And, uh, you know, and numbers don't lie. You know what I mean? Once you run the numbers after a period of time and they show up to deny them 
which the FDA does all the time because it's completely ca corporate captured and corrupt. Even that's even Joseph Zaflatov said that about the FDA when he was interviewed by Steve Bannon on the war room. He, he come right out. He, I heard him. He said, well, they're, they're just corporate captured. They're just corrupt, which I agree. Right. You know, and, um, you know, uh, what Trump could have done early on in this process, once the numbers played, because he claims he's so intelligent that he sees everything, you know, they, you know, yeah, sure. Of course. I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you're going <laughs> to talk that rhetoric, then when you get a surgeon general, like Joseph Ladpose, who's exposing it. And I mean, I'm, I didn't have the cabinet that Trump had or so around him. You know what I mean? He had a lot of people. Yes. For that matter, before the election, he was touting Robert, um, Kennedy Jr. As you know, and he made some, he seemed to be in line with an anti-vax ideology, if you record, before, I mean, before his presidency. And then he kind of consulted him early on, but that's what I remember. I don't know if you remember that. And, uh, um, and then he just abandoned it. And like I said, went with Fauci. And anyway, he, 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 any, look, when I make a mistake, I'm human. I'm, the best thing I can do once I realize that I've made a mistake is acknowledge it and and change. If I'm don't if I'm not willing to do that, then how can I grow and how can I be better uh, overall? You know, there's, right. So who I wouldn't. Ay, ay, ay. I mean, the numbers now, well, Dr. Peter McCullough, the incident of, of myopericarditis amongst professional athletes has gone up tenfold since the vaccine. Tenfold. And we, we see this. You see young people dropping college-age kids who had to get vaccinated to go back to school. Kids, I know when I was in, um, I call it fable book, I was involved with some vaccine groups and you know, criminal justice reform, social justice reform, whatever. And there was a woman whose daughter wanted to go back to college. She was 20. She was like a volleyball player in college. She got vaccinated. She got severe shingles, 20 years old. Right. And then she was telling me through the messaging, she said, they're telling her she has to get the second shot still. That's the madness yeah. that of the policy. That's incredible. That's insane. And I never heard from that woman again, Mike. We had a great rapport. I was like, do you think you can talk her out of it? She goes, I don't know. She's an adult. I, I, I told her I didn't recommend she got the first one. But that's the policies of the universities. For in that age cohort, the, the risk is doesn't even exist. You know, what I mean? there's yeah. no risk benefit, zero, you know, and I tried to deal with Fordham Alumni Association. I know a guy there, Michael Griffin, because I went to Fordham. I, well, Trump went to Fordham his first, I've read different reports, first or second year before he transferred. I went to Fordham and I'm like, Mike, I ended up, I transferred to URI where Mike, I met Michael Griffin, who was the son of the head coach, and Michael was our field goal kicker a couple of years younger than me. And so I know him personally, so I was in touch with him. I'm like, Mike, you need to look for your own family because he had kids and, you know, grandkids coming. And I'm like, uh, his brother had kids, uh, my own brother, my own sister. And I'm like, I couldn't get through to anybody, Mike. You know, the, you know, you know, you know. Even after a good friend of mine, Chris, died, the one who had the bicycle shop, after his second shop, he had no comorbidities, zero. He, he was down to his high school weight. 
Dr. said he died of a massive coronary in the 7-Eleven parking lot that he never even put his hands out because when, when he hit the ground, did a header because that's not what killed him. He was dead before he hit the ground. Well, there is some good news, Bill, and I don't know if you heard about this, but this is out of the Defender, the Children's Health yeah. Defense News and Views. The first COVID vaccine injury lawsuit in the U.S. has now been filed, mm-hmm. and it targets the U.S. government and social media giants. So five people injured by COVID-19 vaccines, along with a father whose 16-year-old son died from vaccine-induced cardiac arrest, mm-hmm. are suing the Biden administration and top U.S. public health officials. In a lawsuit filed Monday, the plaintiffs, including Brianne Dressen, who suffered severe nerve damage <sighs> after taking the AstraZeneca vaccine, alleged the U.S. government colluded with social media companies to censor them when they posted mm-hmm. stories about their personal vaccine injury experiences. Mm-hmm. Defendants include President Biden and top-ranking White House officials, the Centers for Disease Control Prevention in the U.S. Department of Homeland Security. This is the first lawsuit brought by U.S. citizens by the COVID-19 mm-hmm. vaccines. So this is now the beginning, I believe. Mm-hmm. And we're going to see a lot of this where these people who were saying, you know, I, they were going on Twitter and they were saying, I've experienced this. I took the vaccine mm-hmm. last mm-hmm. week and uh, now I have this. I have shingles. Now I have nerve damage. Now I have uh myocarditis mm-hmm. now i have this that, and twitter was censoring this they were they were taking these down right they were calling it misinformation and so now we know that combined with the twitter files yeah. which showed of course that they were in cahoots with the government to censor these things we're going to see a lot more lawsuits a lot more lawsuits i think this is just the beginning of it you also have facebook remember i told you i was involved with two vaccine groups facebook shut those down the vaccine. I know. How do, that's yeah, insanity. Know. You have, people were sharing their injuries, their stories, and and people were asking, "Is there anything we can do once we're vaccinated to clear the spike protein to, you know, somehow get rid of this from our blood?" And that why shut them? People are hurting. I, that's insanity to shut that down. I, I, I it was fun. my stepsister's daughter died in the middle of the night, 38 years old after her second shot. No major comorbidity. Uh, here, a- after receiving the AstraZeneca shot, Dressen experienced extensive, extensive adverse effects, including doubled and blurred mm-hmm. vision, severe sensitivity to sound and light, heart and blood pressure fluctuations, and intense brain fog. And this all worsened over time. She said, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, GoFundMe, Reddit, and Instagram, all removed content she posted about her injuries. You know, this is, uh, they should all be sued. It's crimes against humanity and mal- medical malpractice. Uh, you know, I don't know how to go after the social media companies for removing information that people could benefit from. But you remember, you've got Naomi Wolf and the Daily Clout who examined the first tranche of 10,000 pages, her and 3,000 right. medical, God bless her. And right. one thought, I'm trying to keep my voice talking, I got somebody in the other room who it's an Airbnb rental, so I got to be careful I don't wake anybody up. If you wonder why I'm talking, we have. <laughs> are you are you on vacation or something? Or no, where I live, five years. The room I live in, I rent. You know, month to month, I've been here five years. The other room is a, the landlord rents through Airbnb. 
So I never know who's going to be over there. Some people are. Right? Oh, oh, I see. Yeah. I see. I got you. Okay. Some people are super sensitive. I got so he he rents one of the rooms mm. out as an Airbnb. Yeah, a really, okay. You know, I'm okay. a, when I do Airbnb, I need to get my own place. <laughs> I can't deal with anybody else. I would love to, but so, this, I'm on SSDI and I got the do the statutes bullshit date of application. Just I get the minimum. It's freaking nuts. That's a whole other matter. That's it. Yeah, I know. I I, know. My caseworkers like you're right. You're right. This, I have disabilities. Judge determines I'm disabled back to March 2012, right? So you would think the 10-year window, which is all they look at when you have applying for SSDI, 10 years of income, that the clock would start from data determined disabilities back 10 years, right? Because I haven't worked since 2012, March 2012. No, they go from date of application. Hmm. It's ridiculous. So my, my SSDI is based on 37 <laughs> months of income. Not 110 no. months, not my whole life. And that I, my caseworker agrees, Mr. Kazak. I'm like, where's the ADA reasonable accommodations? I wrote the appeals council. I had to represent myself in the hearing. I got it. But and I said to the judge, what's going on? Well, we determine it from date of application. How's that relevant? You just agreed I was disabled from, <laughs> from <laughs> why isn't 10 years back from that? Where's the, I, the laws are written where it should be. You know, from data determined disability back 10 years. Not from. Yeah, yeah. Of course. They won't do it. The Appeals Council for SSDI. Insane. It's really. 10,000 people a year die, by the way, trying to get their SSDI in this country. That was reported by USA Today in 2017 and confirmed in the Bernie Sanders campaign. You know, so. Yeah. Um, this, this is nothing. Trump was. I mean, there's so many policies. It's getting back to his cabinet. You know, how does that happen in America? How do we have this many homeless people? And how do we have so many homeless people working, whether they're living in shelters or on the street? If you, the statistics are that over 50% of the people in homeless shelters have a job and some 40% on the street have a job. You know, there's people in the LA basin who are school teachers who are homeless, you know? I know. How yeah. does this happen? I know. We're, we live in a third world. Yeah, third world country, Michael. We live in, a, in a, the richest country, in, you know, in, on the planet. So when people look at policy, and they, they, Trump had four years, right? He had he could have chosen people that could have created some real change, and he could have taken to the bully pulpit, and he could have done what he said he was going to do, just like Obama could have. But what we have is people running on a populist message, pop, populist message to get elected, and they get in and. Basically, the deep state, the deep state runs the show, and they, and, and people are boondoggled by the messaging over and over and over again. I shake my head. We're living in a giant mental asylum. <laughs> of course, well, tell me about it, Bill. I live in one of the biggest ones here in San Francisco, but I want to go oh, back for a second to what we were talking about yeah. with this uh, case that's coming up with the uh, uh, the vaccine injuries. Okay. Now, you might say, "Hey, Mike." ACLU helping them with that case? Well, of course not. Not the ACLU. The NCLA, which is the New Civil Liberties Alliance. They're the ones who have filed a lawsuit on behalf of uh, Ms. Dressen and the other plaintiffs, who include, by the way, Christy Hobbs, Nikki Holland, Susanna Newell, and Ernest Ramirez. So this is not the ACLU. You would think the ACLU would be, would be bringing cases like this for people because our civil liberties were, were trashed for three years, but of course not. 
Of course not, because as we know, like the NAACP, they're just now an arm of the extreme left wing of the Democratic Party. That's all they are. Well, I'll say this. The corporate catchers on both sides of the aisle, big pharma, uh, that corporate catcher, all you got to do, like we've said before and agreed, follow the money. Who's investing where? Who, who's supporting whom? Uh, yeah. And, and this is the problem. And who's getting rich while they're in office? Which Truman says, mm-hmm. show me a politician who gets rich, I'll show you a crook, right? So basically, we had a lot of them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And um, there should be term limits on congressmen and women, in my opinion. We should never have a Miss McConnell, Nancy Pelosi, uh, where they get totally that they get rich, they get rich in office. And not to mention, how about their spouses? It's just coincidental that their timing is perfect. You know, they, they sit in subcommittees, they sit in committees, their staff, they have uh, members of the party that sit in these committees. They get all the advanced knowledge they need to make investments. And of course, strictly coincidence, of course, that the husband and spouse makes the right moves all the time, you know? I mean, bullshit. Right, exactly. I mean, the rhetoric is sickening. So, but I want to, I agree with you on all these things. I I just, I know you have other stories you want to keep talking about other things. I I just want to mention, like, regarding Trump's cabinet, you know, Alex Acosta, his labor secretary, who's in charge of you know, sex trafficking, the labor secretary deals with sex trafficking and, and labor right, trafficking. Right. He was a federal prosecutor in Florida that gave Epstein a slap on the wrist the first time around. Only one charge mm-hmm. against a, with a 14-year-old. Yep. Yeah, I mean, yeah. drain the swamp. How's that draining the that swamp? Is swamp? It's ridiculous. <clears throat> well, we know that Donald Trump was buddy-buddy with Epstein, right? There you so, go. That's my point. So, right? Yeah. Then... You ha- okay, so we got the banking industry, Mnuchin. We got that issue, which is just like you said. Then you got Bolton, and uh, let me think. Andrew Wheeler, EPA, coal industry lobbyist. Now, yeah, one after another. Sure, right. And <clears throat> there was no draining no. the swamp. That was just a slogan. That was a slogan. Then you had the That's precision right. schedule railroading. That breakdown. Uh, uh, you know, the, 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 always, always, as they're privatizing more and more of these companies, they're, they're increasing their stock value by, we talked about this, by minimizing what? Staff, maintenance records, you know, maintenance, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, inspections. And, mm-hmm. and this is the end result. We have these the social cost, the cost is passed on to us, you know, the, the, the sacrifice zones, you know, the areas where these disasters happen or the manufacturing, you know, listen, you can say you want about the EPA, but the Calahoga river was on fire 10 times with flames as tall mm-hmm. as three and a half stories, burning up tugboats and everything. That's was a kickoff for the EPA. It, dilution was the solution slogan for yep. corporations. So that's why it's a lot of manufacturing facilities on waterways, right? Obviously. And mm-hmm. then pump and dump, dig a pit, dump that stuff and it's going to percolate down, get into the ground. What do you, you know, and, and you have major disasters. Warburg, Massachusetts, the movie Civil Action is all about that. Uh, three companies. I worked on federal Superfund sites cleaning up what are 
lack of regulations uh, uh, left behind. You know what I mean? Remediation. And I saw it firsthand, and it's like, how in the hell? We dug down 20 feet in some places, Mike, to remove the contaminated material, gets into the groundwater, then Mm -hmm. you got to do a whole process of injection, monitoring wells, and try and treat the underwater, uh, uh, groundwater. And this is... This, we, if we don't have our health, if we can't drink the water, we can't breathe the air properly, if we, if we have forever chemicals, uh, if we have, you know, the testes of men, 80% tested positive for, uh, uh, what's that damn chemical that's in Teflon? I'm trying to remember the name of it. Um, one sure. of the forever chemicals, uh, it'll come to me. I'm upset, but, and I'm sensitive. You want to move on. But, but we, yes, I agree. The EBA can be burdensome. We talked about on a private property I had, you know, overall, I think it was $13,000 worth of permit fees at the end, permit fees to do, you know, septic system, which I did because I operate heavy equipment and get the permits to expand a barn into a home and traffic impact impact studies and water pollution impact studies. We were, we were up a dirt road. Look, when, uh, I, I want to bring this yeah, back. I, I do have to get to other yeah, stuff. So I do want to bring this back to Trump. And when it comes to Trump, it's obvious. His appeal, his appeal to his people is the exact same thing which is hated by those who don't like him. Personality. Mm-hmm. Trump is all cult of personality, yes. Bill. It's all cult of personality. His cultist, the people on the right who like him, it's because of his personality. The people on the left who hate him, it's because of his personality. Both sides see it in a different way. The people on the left see him as a, a, um, a belligerent um, uh, uh, bully. And the people on the right see him as someone who is a belligerent bully to people on the left. Uh-huh. And that's what they like about him. So it's all about personality. It's not about policies. It's not about did he follow through on draining the swamp. None of that stuff. It's just two sides of the same coin. And it's all cult of personality mm-hmm. with Trump. Uh-huh. And usually with cult of personality, that means you get nothing actually real done. Mm-hmm. Right? It's just a feeling. People who like him just simply like his personality they like the way he is the people who hate him despise his personality they despise the way he is it's not a policy thing like it is with most politicians right democrat or republican politicians you go well it's this policy i hate it's these policies i don't like with trump it's mostly uh, all personality driven and we don't need another four years of that it's just yeah, 100% you know. is the most illogical thing to look back at the Obama administration and then still say, hey, great guy, really like him. You know, that's completely illogical if you look at what ensued while he was in office. Same thing with Trump. I don't care. I don't give a rat's ass what they're saying yeah. when they're running for office. And then when they're running for a second term, if you're not looking at the uh, the end of the result of the first term, then, then that, what's that saying? Uh, that's doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Oh, oh yeah. Insanity. Einstein. Insanity. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a lot of insanity. Bill, let okay, me let you go. Thank you, Thanks, Bill. I appreciate You're it. You're very welcome. I really do. Yes, of course, as always. All right. Um, well, there's a lot of stuff I do want to cover, but before we'll go to good old Karthik. How you doing, Karthik? 
What's up tonight? Uh, what's up, Mike? I just wanted to say hi. Yeah, you're always welcome to say hi. So are you ready for uh, Ron DeSantis' big announcement? Uh, yes, I, I have heard he's going to announce soon with uh, uh, Elon, Elon Musk. Are you going to be are you gonna be on Twitter at uh, 6 p.m. Eastern or 3 p.m. Pacific? And do what? Waste my time hearing the most obvious thing Come that Ron on, you're going to run for president? You're in the loop guy. You follow this stuff. Yeah, but that doesn't mean I I like to waste time with bullshit stuff. It's not bullshit when someone announces they're running for president Uh, of the United States of America. It kind of is. Come on, Mike. You know what I'm talking about. No, because and I say it's bullshit because because everybody knew that DeSantis was going to run. Like, 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 and anybody that's paying attention, well, like can can like is like a critical thinker. Would yeah. know that DeSantis is running. So what's no, no, you know, whether you he runs the way he's last doing week it. or this week? Well, why? Why does no, it no, matter? No, no, no. But the way he's doing it is unique. It's the first time it's being done this way. That's it's a lot of pomp and circumstance. I don't think so. All right, whatever. Okay. So you're not going to be. So the answer is you're not going to be on Twitter. Okay. No, because you, you know what? I can just come to you and uh, hear what happened. So you, you know. will. I'll be covering it. Why would I? I I want to spoil it for myself. You know. Yeah. But no, you know what? I'll give you. I'll give it to you. There's not going to be that much to cover. He's going to announce he's running. Right? Yeah, so why would I listen to it? There might be some really good run. shot across the bow at Trump or something, but most of the part, he's just going to announce he's running. So, okay. But I think the Twitter angle doing with Elon, although Musk did say he's not endorsing anybody yet. He just believes that Twitter is a public square. Yeah. So, so he welcomes this. platform, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I, I Do you how much... Would you want to make a bet that Elon Musk endorses DeSantis eventually? Oh, do you think he is? Uh, eventually he will. Yeah, he will. You, okay, I really don't give a shit whether or not he endorses. I'm not even interested in that. Like, not I, I don't exactly find... what I asked. I just said I, I, I know you will. said you wanted to make a bet, right? Uh, no, just because I don't really care. Like, right. I don't find that bet interesting, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, all right. How about Djokovic in three sets? How about that bet? Against two. <laughs> Whoever he faces in the final. Well, I feel like it's a little unfair because I, I know way more about tennis than you do. <laughs> I can still so, play. Hey, there's something, called, there's something called beginner's luck, buddy. Beginner's luck. I, I guess. Um, but uh, so, okay. So how much would you want to bet on Elon Musk that he endorses? Like $20, $30? That he eventually endorses Ron DeSantis at some point in the process? Yeah. Oh, shoot. I mean, I'm, I'm very confident. 10 50 100 Okay. Oh, a hundred bucks easily. Okay, honestly, I don't really give a shit about this. Like, I honestly, I, I don't really care about Elon Musk that much, to be honest. Like, good or bad, so that's what I'm not interested. In. But you know, it's possible the future that you know, like future bets. You know, I would definitely make. Well, just remember, there are basically something interesting to me look, when it when it comes down to it. There'll be four people he can endorse, right? It'll be sure. either Biden, RFK, Trump, or DeSantis. Forget about him endorsing sure. Biden. That's out the door. He doesn't particularly like Donald Trump either, so it's either RFK or or DeSantis. And oh, I just he, think he, you know, he's RFK. not going to endorse the next Bernie Sanders man, Williamson. My yeah, favorite no, I don't candidate. Think so. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I think that's. By the way, update, update. I want I want to do breaking news while you're on with me. I'm going to okay, do a breaking news sounder. Okay, breaking news. Yesterday, I mentioned that Rumble has bought uh, Call In. Oh yeah, I, I did hear that. But David Sachs is not. David Sachs is going to become part of the deal. Is that David Sachs is become a board member on Rumble? 
So Davis X is is going in late June. He's going to be, he's going to uh, become a board member of Rumble on Rumble. Okay, right. So this is there are things happening here. I'm not. They put out a press release about it, and it was like you know Rumble believes call in has real possibilities and blah 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 blah, and it'll help enhance Rumble. So I don't know exactly what they're going to do. Uh, I'll probably be fired because I always get fired. There's no, I don't know. Coming. I have no idea what's going to happen. Ask but him. you know. We'll see what happens. That's just the new news is that David Sachs is not abandoning. He's not just selling it off. He's going to become part of the board of Rumble um, based on the deal they're making. That's the latest on the whole thing. They're going to put ads on it, you know, because eventually they will have to make money off this. Right now they're just losing money. Eventually. I, I don't, I don't, I don't see the books. I don't know what, they're losing, gaining, not doing anything. No, no, being stem, you know, I don't know how because they're. I don't know how they can make money because because nobody has to pay to use it. You know, there are no ads, so I don't see how they can make money on this. Have you um, watched Rumble much? Yeah, I, I've I've seen some stuff on. You know, it's pretty much okay. Most of the people on Rumble like also have like YouTube channels. So it's pretty much the same thing. But sometimes, you know. With something about vaccines or whatever, you know, because Rumble's like a lot more, you know, less. Well, they they did in the press release. They did emphasize free speech, so they want to yeah. be like they, which is great. I think that's fantastic. Yeah, and David Sachs talked about that before, right? So here's the thing, and I hope it, I hope this happens because Rumble is where conservatives go to do stuff they can't do on YouTube because they get banned, like Dan Bongino. I'm hoping uh-huh. that. This platform, I know you'll enjoy this, becomes more conservative as well because it's not as conservative as it can be. And the liberals run everything. They, liberals run 90% of the media. So you know I, mean? I think I it would be great if it was more conservative platform. All speech is welcome. But Why would I enjoy it if Colin was more right-wing? Why would I yeah. care about that? Yeah. Then you can go. You know, I mean, I, I'm a big lefty, Mike. So why would I care about that? Oh, it'd be great for you. You can go on the shows and talk and argue, and you can. It'll be much more exciting than people. Honestly, I'm mainly on Colin just to fuck around, you know, and uh, have fun. I'm not here on to get into serious debates. Like I used to do that, like maybe like a few months ago. Yeah. But now I'm really just here, just to, like fuck around, like because most of my because I'm I'm sure you know that there's many lefties out here on Colin. Like, I know there's that. lots of socialists and communists. And no, Marxists. I'm one of the few conservatives on this. But and, yeah, yeah. And the funny thing is, David Sachs is a conservative, and he developed this. Yeah, yeah I think he's he a kind of just or something. His yeah. his uh, his lack of this is a good way to get a job, Mike. Criticize the boss, but this is what I do. I think his lack of control over this platform allowed the liberals to take over. Once again, I have I have no problem with dissenting views. You know, I don't mind having one or two token liberals, but I think if if you're a conservative and you think rightfully so that the liberals run 90 percent of the media, then have some control over your platform. But he didn't really have any. So what do you mean control? So should he kick off the socialists here? No, I just mean, you know, you could have he could have just basically had more conservative shows. Right. He could have had more conservative shows. I would just have mean like more people. Yeah. Yeah. More conservative shows. I'm sure he has. Look, it's just like if I buy a radio station, I decide who I hire. Right. And if I want to hire left wing hosts, I hire left wing hosts. If I want to hire right wing hosts, I fire right, I hire right wing hosts. So yeah, much different. of talk radio is right wing because the people yeah, who run the station decide yeah. that's the way they want it to be. So 
Yeah, but isn't that different? Because like radio, you know, people get paid. Like, but here, like, you, you, nobody gets paid. You know, like, like, like you don't get paid, and like the other smaller people on here don't get paid. Like some of the big names got paid here, but not you. I don't know. I once again, I I'm taking your word for that, but I don't know if that's true. Simply no, because I, I, I know, like uh, when Jimmy Dore was here, he got paid. Brianna Joy Gray, she got paid, and some other like big names too. But the small people, you know, like like you don't get paid. I just don't. Uh, you know, they got paid because they said they got paid. Or you're yeah, 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 yeah. They actually stated it like explicitly. I guess mm-hmm. it would be like a six month contract or a year contract or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, and they explicitly say that you know where Sachs getting paid. If, if that's true, Sachs must have done that to try to get the platform off the ground, right? Yeah. And who knows <laughs> what happened with that? Because those people, like Jimmy, stopped doing the show. Yeah, but so, but uh, Brianna's still here though. I believe so. Yeah, not yeah. not five days a week though. So well, she was never. I don't think she was ever here five days a week. Yeah, you know who's here five days a week. I you. okay. Well, except exactly. last week, man, I was trying to find you, and I couldn't find I know. you. I know. I know. God forbid. I, 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 I thought took, you ran away. I thought you uh, left a me. year and a half, and I took one week off. Am I allowed to take one week off in a year and a half? Well, you to... you should have messaged me. You know, you know, you you know where to find me. You can direct message me. You know, if you were so worried, Karthik, you could have sent me a message and said, Mike. Are you okay? Is everything all right? Did you get Did you get COVID? What well, okay. Happened? Here was my grand plan. Okay, if you didn't come back by the first debate in August, then I was going <laughs> to. That's a long fucking. Time. Yeah, I, I was going to wait till August. The body would be like decayed by August. Well, I didn't think you were dead. I just thought you know you were doing something else. <laughs> if you were listening to my show on the Friday before I took off, you would have heard I announced. That I was taking off. You expect me to listen to you on a Friday? Oh my God. This is incredible. This is not, this is not, don't work. I, I'm not <laughs> 75 with sinus problems, man. <laughs> They're clearing up a little bit. You know why? My sinuses. I've, I've taken, I've taken, uh, Sudafed. <laughs> Sudafed. Uh, Sudafed. By the way, we'll be careful, you have Matthew. sinus problems. Hey, look, I could do my own ads. You see, hey, hey, Rumble, I could do my own ads. Oh if you have God. sinus issues, Take Sudafed like I take. See, Dude, I can do okay. that. But wait a minute. Dude, Sudafed's Sudafed. dangerous, man. People make meth on that. Out of wait that. a minute. Karthik, there, yes, but Sudafed, you know that if you want to buy Sudafed, you have to actually go up and show your ID. Right? Yeah, yeah. And they it's register. A controlled it. substance. Right. Um, but it's the only thing that works for sinuses. The new stuff that you can buy without showing your ID is garbage. It's absolutely. Oh, you okay. need pseudo. Fedrin. Well, thankfully, I've never had sinus problems that, before. That other crap, that phenylalanine, doesn't work. It's garbage. It's oh, garbage. I'm very fortunate then. So, um, yeah. body Sudafed, the official sinus medication of, and let's be heard. <laughs> well, okay, no, I, I know somebody that's a pharmacist, and he says that with Sudafedrin, they have to be very strict about it. Because it's at least recently, like in the last twenty years or whatever, it's been abused a lot. You know, what do they do? They melt and it and put it into drugs. I don't know how how people make meth out of it, but that's what uh, they make meth my, out of. Sudafed? My contacts really? tell me. Yeah. Yo, you, you you know this? Yeah, like like Sudafed can be used to make meth. That, you, have you not the, heard about this? If the government, if the government says it should be regulated, it's bullshit. Forget about it. It's nonsense. Well, Mike, Come on. Uh, I I hope you stay safe. You know, I don't want the uh, DEA knocking on Look, your door. How about common sense? But we know this government doesn't. Use, if I go into a drugstore and I buy five 
thousand tablets of Sudafed. It's like, wait a minute, buddy. But if I'm buying fucking twenty tablets of Sudafed, I'm not a I'm not a drug dealer. Come on, give me a break. Here's the thing. It's it's actually pseudoephedrine. Now, the stuff for if you have like chest congestion, that is real regular ephedrine. That's the really powerful stuff. The ephedrine is much more powerful than pseudoephedrine. Just to give you a heads yeah, up. Yeah, according thing. to the CDC, it says that that's pseudoephedrine. Broncade, broncade, that's the it, real ephedrine. That's according, the real well, stuff. Yeah. It's pseudoephedrine is the main ingredient used to make meth, you know, which Whatever. is a highly active stimulant. Yeah. Yeah. Highly addictive stimulant. I mean, meth is the meth is an old problem. Fentanyl is a new problem. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know much about fentanyl, fortunately. You know, I've never used it. You know, yeah. But, you know that. Thank, thank. I hope. I hope not, Karthik. Yeah, this is. You know, yeah. I, I don't. Um, yeah. I honestly, I I don't even know where I would get fentanyl if I want. Like, I have no idea how to get it. So. You ever watched that show Breaking Bad? Did they use pseudoephedrine to make the meth? No, no. I I've I've never seen Breaking Bad uh, oh, actually. All right. Um, I don't know. yeah, I can't imagine it's not, okay. uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I should hope, maybe I will one day. Um, what's funny is I didn't hear about breaking bad until literally the series finale. It came out like 20, like it ended in 2013. Yeah. That's the first time I ever heard of it Yeah, it on the last day, you know, the last episode of the last day. Right. 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 Yeah. I, I tell you the truth. I'm not a big TV watcher. That's okay. I'm the big film goers, you know, Oh, me I'm, too. You know, you know me, I, I, I love the movies. Yeah. But you know what I'm seeing tomorrow, and I'll, I'll review of this Friday, is uh, "It Ain't Over," the documentary about Yogi Berra. Oh, the baseball guy. Okay. Um, ha- ha- have you seen Fast Ten? No. Okay. Well, I, what's funny is I'm going to see a ton of movies. The problem is I haven't seen Fast One, Two, Three, Four, Five, Six, Seven, Eight, Nine. nine. Yeah. Okay. Well, I actually won a. Uh, ha- have you heard of the uh, Regal uh, uh, Unlimited card? Yes. Eagle Pass. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So I have that. Um, and because of that, uh, I, I just got it like a few, like if a week ago, actually, I actually won it in a contest. Um, oh, so I got it for free. So because I have it, it's for three months. So from now until like August. So I'm going to see like a shit ton of movies. Like probably, like, I'm hoping to see at least like eight or 10 movies. I have the AMC three pass. Months. I have the AMC. Okay. Well, you know, pass. you had to pay for yours. I didn't. Um, so that, that's why. Oh, oh. But the problem with Regal is we don't really have them here. So, oh, really? Okay. Well, where I, yeah. I, I live, there's there's a ton of Regals. So yeah, yeah. Works. Yeah, you're um, Regal down there in Southern California. Here we don't have as many. That sucks. Them. Yeah. You know, the uh, Regal near me is really nice. It's like really big, like in like lots of screens, and there's tons of seats. You know, like mm-hmm. there's like I think like, like like the biggest one near me has like I think like 14 rows. Mm. So it's very big. Um, yeah, it has a great IMAX screen. Uh, yeah, we have a good IMAX. This, this is a nice. AMC, I'm and AMC has the IMAX and the Dolby. Okay, yeah. so Mike, so tell me, uh, what movies are you looking forward to? Oh, either the summer is a weird the time because I don't. Um, I guess I'm. I have no. I have no choice but to look forward to Oppenheimer because I'm seeing the trailer constantly. Uh, I just constantly. saw the trailer and I hated it. But July twenty yeah. second. I know July twenty second. I didn't like the trailer, so maybe. But you know what? The trailer. There are about five different variations of the trailer. Oh, I didn't know this because yeah. I didn't even see the trailer until last week. Yeah, when I but saw it's Fast Christopher 10. Nolan. So I'm going to guess it's going to be very complicated. No, no I'm I, I'm a huge Christopher Nolan. Fan. Like I, 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 as you know, I, I love Batman. You know, I love Inception. I love The Prestige. I I, I would love I would love Inception if I understood it. 
I don't really understand. I, I understood <laughs> after like watching like three times, and I liked it. Have you seen? Uh, have you seen Tenet? Another one that's very yes, I saw it. Yes. You know, I I thought it was really interesting because the concept is about it's not time travel, but it's uh, it's rather a uh, 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 re- reversing inertia. Right. Which I thought exactly. it was very interesting. I you know, so it's it's like time. It's like it's like something different but similar to time travel. I thought the atom bomb cool. is right up Christopher Nolan's alley, so it should be good. Yeah, I would think so. Uh, I, you know, I, I'm sure there's going to be a lot, a lot of propaganda in the movie because any like political ish movie also has you know lots. Oh, of- you know, Karthik, this is getting. I was going to bring this up. I'm glad you brought this up. This is getting uh, very depressing because I was really hoping that eventually we get, but of course it's Hollywood, so I shouldn't expect this. We can get all these anti woke movies, right? But we're not. We're getting more. What, what, and more wasn't that what Top Gun was? Top Gun last year was yeah, that but now like anti woke Top Gun as Tom Cruise. But when you're talking about like, um, what else is coming out now? Oh, there's the one with the the Scorsese film, Killers of the Flower. Yeah, I'm Moon. guessing that's not going to be woke. I think it's going to be very woke. I mean, this oh, is, is okay. Yeah, I mean, Martin it's going to be about Scorsese. That doesn't seem very woke to me. Well, like, does he make like a mafia? This is, tw- this is 2023. It's a different time okay. period. And remember, it stars. The incredibly woke Leo DiCaprio and the incredibly woke Robert De Niro. So, oh, are they? Yeah, oh, so. I know Robert De Niro seems like a total jackass. Yeah, but I'm not uh, familiar with uh, DiCaprio's politics. But then there's a new movie uh, about white supremacy. Did you see this one? No, I haven't. What's it called? Is it called something with I'm, I'm Gardner? I'm looking. The word Gardner is in it. I no, I, I, I'm not familiar um, with this. Uh, but no, uh, are you are you looking forward to seeing Mission Impossible? Because that won't be woke. It's a Tom Cruise movie. That's next year. Master, Master Gardner. No, no, no. M- Master Mission Impossible is coming out in July this year. There's two of them. Yeah. Part so, one is this year. Part two is next year. I just, oh, that's right. There are two. <laughs> it's Mission. How many Mission Impossibles have there been? Um, well, this one will be seven, and then next year will be eight. So it's, it's there have been six, but part so seven far. is two parts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm very excited for because I, I love Mission Impossible, you know. So yeah, I'm happy uh, to see it next, not next month, but July. Yeah, I like the original uh, one though. I like the De Palma one. I, I I've seen Mission Impossible three through six. I haven't seen the first two. Oh yeah, no, I like I like the original one. You know, but have you seen three through six at all? Um, I might have seen one of them. I have not seen. Oh, um, okay, dude, they're all great, but um, I, I think especially four and six are fantastic. They're, well, you know, Tom does his own stunts. That helps. That makes it very exciting. Yeah, it makes you know? it. It looks very real. Like it's it's a million times better than Fast. Okay, Fast and Furious right now has become like a Mission Impossible ripoff. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I that's know. really what Fast and Furious is. Like I, I actually loved the earlier Fast and Furious movies because because I'm a big car guy, you know. So I loved it when it's about the cars. But now that it's like just like a really horrible version of Mission and Impossible, it's horrible. Yeah, yeah. You know, look, I don't, I don't totally mind political films with a political message as long as they're good movies. Uh, like Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer's. No, no. Just based on the trailer, I'm gonna sense it was there's gonna be propaganda. You know, so I'm not. Uh, I, I may. Well, it's about the atom bomb. That's a, the, the, your politics yeah. play into it for sure. I, I, there's no, I have no problem with that. I mean, there was a lot of politics around that, so as that's fine. Yeah, but as long as it's have, a good entertainment, well, yeah, all, all I'm going to say, Mike, is that uh, the uh, winners write the history. You know, like if if uh, it's it's going to be like probably going to justify how we killed like I don't know how many like ten or twenty thousand people in Japan. You know, 
it's they're gonna like like a lot of bullshit rationalization of how we had to nuke. Well, that's Japan. But I think we've gotten to a time now where we're, we're the opposite of that now, right? Aren't we? No, no. I'm saying that's what's gonna be in the movie. Like, uh, I I know what you're saying, but I just think there's gonna be a lot of propaganda. That's my prediction. I, I could be wrong. I I honestly I I wasn't planning on seeing it. But because you're seeing it, I might see it just to talk about it with you. That's the sure. only reason I'll watch it. Absolutely. Just to talk about it with you. Because you're going to see it. Absolutely. I have no problem with that. We can do that. Can uh, do are a, you uh, going to see uh, Indiana Jones? Oh, the reviews have been horrific. Uh, well, I'm going to say just because you know, I'm, I'm a huge Indiana Jones fan. so It's a big I, rotten tomato. It. It's a green tomato school. Splat. Well, okay, those were like earlier reviews, you know, and the movie's not going to come out for a month. So yeah. once the movie comes out, those will be like most of the reviews. But I, mean, you know, I, 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 I love uh, Harrison Ford, and I love yeah. the, the Indiana Jones movies. So I'll, I'll see it. I'm just saying the word of mouth is not very good early Are on. you going to see? So what what other cyber movies are you going to see? You know, what, By the way, we do talk about this with politics with old people like Trump and Biden. Do you think it's getting to the point now where like Harrison Ford and like Liam Neeson shouldn't be doing action movies anymore. Um, I don't really care because I'm sure that the stunt guys are doing like a, like most of the dangerous stunts anyway. So who cares? No, no, I'm, I'm saying though, but as 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 like as like heroes, movie heroes, action um, movie heroes, it, well, it might seventy might be a little pushing it. No, yeah, no, it definitely is pushing it. But like you know, there's all the movie magic, so it'll be fine. Um, but no. Harrison Ford is actually going to be in a Marvel movie next year. So oh, really? Yeah, he's he's going to be um in what's called Captain America: uh, New World Order next year. Wow! As you know, he's playing the bad guy. The Fugitive was still, I think, just an incredible film. I, I, I love The Fugitive, that, but I've heard of it. Yeah, I, I've I've heard it's great. Yeah, well, you should see it. Maybe stream it. Something called streaming, Karthik. You can. Yes, I know what Hulu is and all the other. Yeah, 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 exactly. All right. Anything else you want to talk about, Karthik? Well, no. Are Are there any other movies you're going to see? I don't know. I I don't know the okay. list of movies that are coming. Well, in. after I go, uh, what political stories are you are you going to cover? Just oh, you... there's a lot of stuff I want to cover. I have so much to go through. Well, okay, just tell me the names, you know, so I I can sleep knowing what you talk about. Well, you can... <laughs> there's a. Uh... Did you see the video of the uh, college students at Hunter College where they were uh, there were these anti-abortion students and they had a, a display at Hunter College? Where is that? Art Where's professor college? went crazy. This black female art professor went crazy. Where started that? knocking all this stuff off the table. You there? Where Hunter College? Where's Hunter College in New York? Okay, uh, that story sounds boring. What 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 other story? It's actually not a boring story at all. Not I, guess, I I don't really care about that much. But what what other stories are, are you, you going to mention? Um, let's see. What else am I going to talk about? Wait, there's there's so much. There's the there's the uh, school where they were putting <laughs> tamp. <laughs> you see, where they were putting tampons machines in the boys' restrooms. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I guess that sounds a little silly. Well, yeah, but what was happening was the, the the male students were going in, and they took the tamp they 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 ripped the tampon machine off and they put it in the toilet because they're tired of them selling tampons in the boys' restroom. So that's another I thing that's they're going. They're selling on. tampons. Those tampons sound free, so they're not selling it actually. 
whatever, is, putting it in the void. No, I don't know if these. Were oh, you know what? Okay, I actually remember. In college, I think you got to put the quarters in to get it. Yeah. I, I think when I was in college, there actually were tampons, you know, in the bathroom that I was in. And what's funny, and I actually took some, but the reason why I took some is because like, I just gave them with my girlfriend. So, you know, I, I guess there is some uses to having tampons in the boys' bathroom, I guess. I don't know. That's that's what I did. So, so no, I, just, I don't think there's any use to put I think there might be some use at putting condoms in the girls' bathroom but i don't think there's any use putting feminine hygiene products in the boys restroom not at all okay well unless you're trying to make a woke political statement then you'd put them there and i think these kids are tired of it so we we, we agree on the condoms for sure you know yeah condoms are everyone so but uh what other topic did you want to share um well there's also the uh you know the jordan neely thing in in new york the subway thing there's the besides that yeah, the Banco Brown incident here, the Walgreens thing, where we're seeing the uh, the woke mob is is uh, you know putting political pressure on district attorneys and attorney generals to to decide whether they're going to try a case or not, whether they're going to charge someone or not. And okay. so I was going to talk about that also. There's a lot of stuff going on, man. A lot uh, of stuff going I'll on. Talk to you later. Okay, hope you have a good show. Karthik, I always love when you call in. Thank you. Thanks. There we go. Okay. Well, there are a million things to talk about, but I don't think it's boring, as Karthik said. When you have a situation where you have a college, the city college, the city college, right? So our tax dollars go towards city colleges. And you have a situation where these anti-abortion students are putting up a display. Um, and a, a professor goes over and starts to scream at them for having this anti-abortion display and it was basically it was about his very specific thing called chemical abortions. so this was anti-abortion students who were against chemical abortions and the way those chemical abortions harm women harm mothers and there's actual this is real science we know democrats are only into science when it's convenient but this is you know real science and so they these students went there and they put the display up and this uh, professor, uh, this female black art professor, went up and started screaming at them simply for having this display there. And she was calling it propag- fucking propaganda. So here's a, a teacher yelling at students, cursing at them, saying, you're not educating shit. This is fucking propaganda. When it's actually not. It's actually science that chemical abortions can harm women and chemical abortions have harmed women. There are, there are women that died from chemical abortions. This is actually real. So this fucking moron probably also thinks that the vaccine never caused any injuries, that the vaccine stopped the spread, that mass stopped the spread. It's the same, the same person who believed all this bullshit, all these COVID mandates bullshit, think this is propaganda when it's actual science. People actually in the fucking ground because of chemical abortions. It's an actual real thing. So this animal goes up to them and starts screaming at them. And she says, what are you going to do next? Anti-trans stuff? Yes, maybe I'm going to do anti-trans stuff because if you're trans, you're fucking mentally damaged. You're psychologically damaged. Yes, yes. Trans is a psychological dysmorphic condition. That's what it is. It's, 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 it's gender dysmorphia. 
That's what it is. That's science, actually. That's actual psychological science of the last 50 fucking years that trans people have a psychological dysmorphia. They have gender dysmorphia. It's an actual fucking disease. It's an illness. So, but what's really shocking, what's really, ama- I shouldn't say shocking, is that this woman said, this, this professor said, this is bullshit. This is violent. Just having pamphlets on a table is violent to this fucking asshole who shouldn't be near any human being, let alone teaching people. Having a display with information that people can either take and read or simply walk by and not read is considered violent to this fucking liberal fucking idiot professor. And then she says, you're triggering my students. You're triggering my snowflake students who can't deal with people who have a different point of view. Oh, it triggers them. A different point of view triggers them. It makes them fucking freak out. This is the fucking sick, liberal, fucked up world we're living in. It's triggering to have pamphlets on a table that say things that you might not disagree with. That's triggering. Hey, I think I'm triggered. I think I'm triggered by this garbage. pamphlets on a table is violent and triggering. These people belong in a fucking mental institution, not teaching young people and fucking up their minds. Indoctrinating them into this fucking whack job, clown car, ultra liberal fucking sickness. Their car thick. Did I make it less boring? Bill, did you want to talk about this? Hey, Bill. Yes, I do. <laughs> Go uh, ahead. Go ahead. Calm, calm me down because I'm. I think I'm triggered. Well, what you're expressing, in my opinion, is righteous indignation and and like the movie network. You know. <laughs> there you Bill. go. There we go. <laughs> I say, go for it, brother. I mean, <laughs> it's just it's just insane. It's yeah. insane that these people. Well, well, can get away with this. And then I should mention that not only did she curse at them, not only did she say that having information on a table is violent and triggering, then after she says it's violent, pamphlets on a table is violent, she then just knocks all the shit off the table. So that's not violent. Having pamphlets sitting on a table is violent, but knocking all of their shit off is not. This person should be fucking fired. This is a fucking lunatic. This is a psychologically unstable fucking moron who shouldn't be anywhere near a college that my tax dollars I pay for this fucking idiot's salary. Sorry, Bill. Go ahead. Uh, listen, I just, if I didn't have the guy next door, <laughs> hey, I'd Bill, be doing this, maybe I need a guy next door. No, that would no, no, no. <laughs> no. I wish I could be. Trust me, I wish I could be. I, I, I'm, I'm vicariously living through your, you know, outburst, and I appreciate it. I have to maintain it. This, it's maddening to try and be this calm because you want to know what violence is. Looking, if you look at the photos 
of, of a fetus that's been aborted from these chemicals, that's what violence is. Oh, I've seen it. I've seen it's, it. That's murder. Oh, wait a minute. I should tell you the, the best part of this or the worst part of it, depending on how you feel. Mm. There was a um, another display, and it was like, I think it's what you said. I think it was something like fetuses. I think it was fetuses if they were aborted or fetuses with this chemical abortion. And mm. one whack job leftist actually took the, 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 the miniature fetus put it in her mouth, chew it, and spit it out. Oh, my God. Yeah, these people are insane. They Once again, you're talking about people who belong in the mental hospital. And not only are they not in a mental hospital, they're in colleges teaching people. Listen, I, can I say a couple more things about this? Because it's Of this course, a, go ahead. Yeah. yeah. I went to Fordham my first year. I was assigned. And we had to choose a topic and a debate. First... Uh, you know, speaking course I had. And it was a big classroom that kind of like, it's like an orchestra teared up uh, type of, uh, you know, big classroom, you know, real big, not like high school. So anyway, uh, I was shy. I didn't know what topic to choose. It came down, there was one topic left and I, I was really shy. And so one girl took the pro-abortion stance. And so I had to take that was what was left. Anti, I, I, I even had sex yet. I had no idea what abortion even was. I'd only heard about it. You know, I was still a virgin. So anyway, I studied abortion. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I had no idea, Mike. Having graduated high school, I had no idea. what. A, 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 I have to say, all high school students... I don't know what's in the curriculum today. They should have a class where they witness these photos and actually videos would even be better of a, of the process, and the the chemical abortion and the, what amounts to tearing infants apart piece by piece, you know, uh, in later uh, trimesters. Because, and they should also see the heart beating and the fetus responding to stimuli in the womb because if there, any woman here's i'll say this straight up until there's a woman who can get pregnant on her own in my you know in present times i'm not talking about mary i'm talking about if i say this to any woman if you can't manifest a, a fetus in your womb without insemination be artificial or copulation then it's not just your body it took another life energy force it took the semen it, it took the man you carry the you know the fetus in development but it's that is a lie it is a lie and it's a lie for anyone to say it's just my body well here's that the problem i talked lie. about this before right about how my body my choice it only matters when it comes to these women didn't matter to anyone else when it comes to the vaccine right we had their backs with my body, my choice. They didn't have ours. So the hypocrisy writes there. Once again, I don't care about their, their, their bullshit anymore. But this doesn't like endear you to their side when they do tantrums like this, right? When they say this stuff is, when they say information in a, in a pamphlet sitting on a table is violent and triggering. Well, there's more to the story. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't read all the way down. So 
after this happened, the day after this happened, a New York Post reporter <laughs> showed up at the at the uh, apartment of this Shalene Rodriguez, this professor at City College. And the New York Post reporter knocked on her door and she came out with a machete. And so get the fuck away from my door or I'm going to chop you up with this machete. The adjunct art professor shouted from behind her door. Seconds later, the New York Post reporter Rodriguez barged out and put the blade to reporter Reuven Fenton's neck. Now, this person shouldn't be arrested. This person shouldn't be fucking arrested. Vince DiMichelli from the Hunter College Office of Communication subsequently released a statement regarding the machete incident. Now, the incident where she cursed at students and, and, and knocked their stuff off the table, that wasn't enough to get her terminated. But I guess this was. So she was immediately terminated from Hunter College. So I guess the only way you get terminated from Hunter College is if you threaten someone with a machete. Cursing at students and knocking their materials off a table isn't enough to get you fired, I guess. But look at the look at the people they're hiring, Bill. Where do they get these fucking idiots from? Yeah, well, I, they're a product of you know up their upbringing and condition and a culture that's sick. You know, it's just it just gets worse and worse. You know, I I, I want to say if I can that we're seeing an erosion of fundamental values that has really, I don't want to get biblical on you, but it's, it smacks of end times. But, mm-hmm. you know, here's the thing. When I was growing up, Mary Tyler Moore, Dick Van Dyke was still reruns. I used to watch with my dad. Then the Mary Tyler Moore show, Lou Grant, for example, just, you know, Carol Burnett. I mean, Things weren't over-sexualized, Mike. Do you know what I mean? They weren't yeah. over-sexualized on TV. Young girls weren't sex objects. It's over-sexualized. Where then you're seeing this just skyrocketing incident, you know, from that point forward when they became sexualized, I should say, on TV, of, of teen pregnancies. You see? It's like it starts with the media platforms, the messaging from school, in school. And right. these young girls, look at Miley Cyrus, look at Britney Spears, these Disney stars. Once they hit 13, 14, they've got them so made up, they could pass for 18 or 19. You know what I mean? The, the, the clothing, the makeup, the and they over-sexualize them mm-hmm. completely. And this but is... This is, this is the upside-down world we're living in, Bill, is that when you when you put materials <clears throat> on a table, when you have an opposing view of the quote unquote majority in a certain place, whether it may be the political arena or a college or whatever it may be, and you put out material that people can either pick up and read or not, they can pick up and read it and believe it. They can pick up and read it and not believe it. Mm-hmm. They can read it and care. They can read it not to care. Whatever they want to do. They consider this, they consider these people fascists, but cursing at people and knocking their materials off the table, threatening someone with a machete, when you do all that stuff, when you pick up a model of a a fetus and you chew it and spit it out, that's not fascism. This is this upside down fucking world we live in, where if you believe 
in debate, that's fascist. And this is the kind of, these are the people we are now rearing, Bill. This is the next generation. People who are to be easily offended, to be triggered simply by someone disagreeing with their point of view. That's it. That's just uh, taking away uh, freedom of speech and thought. Then you end up with the thought police. This is all well in. This is absolute insanity. Misinformation, disinformation panels coming from the World Health Organization, European Union, our own government, uh, the Restrict Act. I mean, did you hear about C11 in Canada? No. The bill that passed? Holy shit, Mike. What is it? It's basically internet censorship from the Canadian government. It's called C11. Check it out. Mm. We could talk about it once you have a chance to study it a little bit. That well, doesn't shock me. Knowing, knowing, you know, Trudeau. little little Hitler in blackface Trudeau, we know yeah. what he did well, for that, the last three years. He's a young global leader, uh, graduate, uh, Klaus Schwab's. Oh, let's do our oh, yeah. Schwab. Yeah. Very diabolical. We have to do this, right? It's very little fun. He's the next generation of Schwab's. Yes. Oh, I'm, I'm I'm very proud of my young global leaders, you know, Putin and Ridiculous. Uh, Ma- Ma- really Macron is. and Trudeau yeah. and uh, Angela Merkel. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm very proud. We've, we are young global leaders. We've penetrated uh, governments uh, around the world. In fact, Trudeau, I'm quite certain that half, uh, half his cabinet are young global leaders. And so mm-hmm. this, this is where the policies are made. The idea that they've stolen away of by and for the people. Your vote doesn't mean anything because they, these non-government organizations uh, that uh, really Bilderberg continuance, Kissinger train, Klaus Schwab, and for that matter, the Bilderberg group was Harvard CIA from what I understand. Um, and we have Christopher Ray of the, who's attending the World Economic Forum, the Bilderberg meetings, you know, banksters, uh, uh, intelligence and in, in government, uh, corporate leaders. These people get together and, and you know, the alphabet soup groups that the, the, the think tanks that spawn from there, from the Trilateral Commission to the, uh, uh, well, they infiltrate everything. The Bank of International Settlements, International Monetary Fund. These policies, this is where it's just stated. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Then then we have the new world order that Bush 1 was talking about, which is really the old world order with technocracy advancing it as Yuval Noah Harari, the little Dr. Evil Jr. uh, spokesperson for the WEF, you know, says, oh, uh, you know, the days are over of your individual thoughts between you and God. Those days are over. We're hackable animals. Literally. That's how they talk about us, the useless workers. Right. Because AI is going to take away the vast majority of jobs by 2050 and we'll have nothing, have uh, no privacy and be happy. You know, this, this is the propaganda they put out when when humans become cyborgs. You go to that site, you think you're, you're looking at some freaking uh i don't even want to call it some like a bunch of madmen putting right. the site together right. literally yeah yeah and this is what they are heavily heavily uh are tied in with the uh, eu with the world health organization these groups all work together because if you look at the board members and who's involved and where the money comes from 
this is they're all tied together, Mike. The Bill yes. and Melinda Gates Foundation, the Wellness Trust, for example, if we're talking about the WHO, the Rockefeller Foundation, Gavi, you know, non-government organization of vaccines. Guess what? They've put up over 80% of the money the private for the World Health Organization. He who pays the fiddler buys the tune. Yes. Is what Andrew Bridgen said, the MP in uh, in uh, of the UK, but, who got kicked out of the Tory party for yes. citing a cardiologist for saying the vaccines have been the worst thing, the biggest crime against humanity since the Holocaust. That gets them kicked out of a conservative party? You're yep. freaking kidding yep. me. Bill, let me let you go. Yeah. I'm going to wrap the show up. Thank you again. All right, bro. Thank okay. you again. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Um, but all of this stuff, whether it comes to this this professor who believed she had the right to do this, right? So she's emboldened. She believes she has the right to do this. Now, in the case of Banco Brown, the person who was shot here uh, by the Walgreens uh, security guard, and of course, Jordan Neely with the choke out, de- the choke death in on the uh, subway. What we're seeing is the woke mob. It's basically justice by woke mob, right? So we had the police in the Jordan Neely case decide not to, not to charge, right? Then due to the woke mob, the mob pressure, right? The uh, district attorney, Alvin Bragg, files charges, right? So now here in San Francisco, we have the case of Banco Brown, who was shot by the Walgreens security. And the district attorney here, Brooke Jenkins, decided not to file charges based on evidence, based on facts, right? Well, now, because of the woke mob, because of the mob pressure, right, we have Rob Bonta, the California attorney general, stepping in when he has really no place to step in here. This was a local, this was a, this happened in the city of San Francisco. It's under the discretion of San Francisco DA, Brooke Jenkins. And now we have Rob Bonta stepping in saying he will now take a look at it himself. Meaning because the woke mob, because the mob is pressuring him into filing charges after the district attorney here in San Francisco looked at all the evidence over and over again and said several times, it was a case of self-defense, so we're not filing charges. Now the mob, the mob is causing Rob Bonta to come out and say, well, I'll take a look at it. I'll see if it was, a, if it was an abuse of discretion, as he calls it, an abuse of discretion by Brooke Jenkins. And of course, none of this would happen if not for the woke mob if not for the pressure of the mob. So we're not getting actual justice. Actual justice is the police decide based on the evidence whether they're going to charge someone. The district attorney decides based on the evidence whether they're going to charge someone. Not pressure of the woke mob. Pressure of the mob deciding what is justice and what is not justice. Who should be charged with a crime and who shouldn't be charged with a crime. But we're at this place because we've given these people too much. We've said yes to them too much. We need to take back our power. We need to take back our power and start saying no to them, punching these bullies in the nose. Punch the bully in the face. Say, we're not going to continue to say yes. We're not going to continue to give you power. We're taking back our power. So you cannot continue to do this. And until we stop bending the knee to the mob, to the woke mob, 
This is only going to get worse and worse. We're not going to live in an actual democracy. We're going to live in a place where the woke mob, we get mob justice, not actual justice. Even though what you'll see with the New York case is that once they start bringing in all these people who say he was a hero, I was concerned for my life, I was so glad he choked this guy to death. And in this case, all a defense attorney will have to do in this case is use the words of D.A. Brooke Jenkins, who said over and over again, we look at the evidence and we can't charge this person because it's a case of self-defense. All they have to do is play that a few times for a jury. So there's no conviction coming in either case. But the woke mob will cause these people who were heroes, whether it be Mr. Penny in New York City or the security guard here who did the right thing, who were acting in self-defense, they'll have to go through this. Their lives will be dragged through the mud. They will have to go to court. They will have to be, they're going to be charged. They have to go through with this process when they should never have been charged in the first place, if not for the woke mob pressuring these feckless, weak politicians. We have feckless, weak politicians, which is why the woke mob, the mob has power because of feckless, weak politicians and voters. If the voters and the politicians weren't so weak and feckless and said, we're taking our power back, this stuff would not happen. Do you want actual justice in this country or do you want mob justice? Do you want justice from people who know the law and how to apply the law? Or do you want justice based on the mob saying, we think you're guilty, you're guilty. We think you're not guilty, you're not guilty. Because that's the country we're living in, basically in these liberal Democrat shithole cities like New York and San Francisco. You won't see mob justice in Texas. You won't see mob justice in in Nebraska or Missouri or Florida. But you get mob justice in New York City and San Francisco because of feckless left-wing Democrat politicians who have no fucking balls, no fucking backbone, and don't deserve to be anywhere near the positions of power they have. Show's ending. I've yelled enough. Scared people away. Not that I care. Not that I care. All right. So who called? Bill called. Karthik called. Thanks for calling. I always appreciate your calls and your input. Um, There's a lot more to talk about, but we have a few more days to go this week. We'll get to the other stories. And of course, tomorrow, tomorrow's show, we'll talk about a little bit about Ron DeSantis' announcement that he's running for president on Twitter. I'll remind you that's supposed to happen at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific later today, Wednesday. Okay, this show is called In Let's Be Heard. It airs weeknights, 11 p.m. Pacific, 2 a.m. Eastern time, which means I'll be right back here tomorrow night to entertain you. But until then, this is my show that your influence counts. Use it.